It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio. I mean, the individual, I think goals and achievements are always second, you know. So we're winning games and, and we're being a successful team. So that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, I mean, sure, I would like it different. I think every player would like it different. But, um, I mean, the, the, the main focus and the main thing that matters the most is that we're winning. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly. And part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. here to episode number 64 the whole gang is here we are very excited because we have a gem packed show as always fueled by duncan philly here we have got some great guests here uh we're going to be talking to eagles kicker mr cody parkey the love parkey extending his love to the bgn radio podcast so we're very excited about that also uh good possibility we're still waiting on uh the word but uh leslie matthews who is the uh, the mother of both Casey and Clay, hopefully joining us towards the later half of the program here. Hopefully give us some insight on our two boys uh, going you know, toe-to-toe this weekend along with uh, some other awesome stuff about player safety and youth programs and how to be a uh, an awesome football mom. But let's introduce everybody around the horn as I look to my left and I see the man in charge, Mr. BLG. What's happening, my friend? Nothing too much. Glad to be here. Of course, as always, and uh, his beautiful smiling face and uh, doing a wonderful job with his beard, Mr. James Zeltzer. How are you, buddy? John, the beard is strong. My beard <laughs> game is being brought right now and... Uh, I think everyone's impressed with it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am the most impressed as we are getting into the uh, chilly, chilly fall, which means playoffs, and it means also some wonderful apple cider served from uh, none other than Mr. Patrick Wall. How are you, buddy? I may not be a football mom, and I may not be able to grow a beard, but I am happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean, conventional, uh, or excuse me, you're going to look at this matchup and think that the the obvious thing to do here is, you know, the Packers have a terrible run defense statistically um that's where the eagles should attack this team but brandon i'm kind of going against the grain here and i kind of said it uh in the fantasy show and also with our sit starts this weekend and just looking at it overall i don't expect the packers to really do anything different than any other opposing defenses here i think they're going to stack the box i know they got 
a, a, you know, a, a defensive line that's a somewhat of a dumpster fire. Um, but uh, I, I really do think that they're going to make Mark Sanchez try and beat this team. I think they have the secondary to do it. Um, do you expect that kind of game plan again in Lambeau this weekend? Yeah, I really do. I mean, you, you saw that obviously worked well for the Panthers in terms of shutting down the run. I mean, the Eagles couldn't get anything going on the ground, and that did force Sanchez to throw more than the Eagles might have wanted. But at the same time, you know, the Eagles did pretty well with that. You know, obviously Sanchez had a good game. But, you know, what what they also did, the Panthers did, for, for all the success that Sanchez did have, they really, by taking away the run game, you really eliminate that consistency of the in the and the the flow of the Eagles offense. I think they had, you know, uh seven of thirteen drives had ten yards or less. So they, they really weren't getting things done consistently. And I think if you get the run game going, if the Eagles get the run game going, that is, I think you you really can, you know, start putting more consistent drives together because if you know, they're getting it on, you know, first and 10. They're running for second and nine. And, you know, already they're in a throwing situation or, you know, they run again at second or third and eight. So, I mean, they, they really got to get this run game going. I don't know if they will. I think the Packers will try to get it away or get take it away. Yes, you know, they've been putting Clay Matthews, an inside linebacker, to kind of counter the run that really worked well against Chicago. They limited the Bears on the ground. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I really think... You just you got to get that run game going. Yeah, they also limited Chicago from uh, what's that playing football basically because yeah that thing was I mean that's and that's scary too. I mean they've any blowout like that, especially on that big stage, I think is going to scare a lot of people. I do think this is some of the things that we've been talking about here, James. I, there's there's still no real dominant NFC team that I see. I you know when I look at the Eagles, obviously they're in the top tier of that discussion here. Um, yeah, obviously the Packers are too. Does that really win you over? Um, if the Eagles kind of take this on Sunday, does that kind of put another notch in your belt and say, yes, sir. Now I feel even more confident about going into the latter half of the season with the Cowboys and Seattle and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't see how it couldn't. I mean, we're talking about going into one of the toughest places to play in the league. I mean, the Packers are 4-0 at home this year. They've got an average victory of over 20 points at home. I think they're scoring something crazy like 40 points a game at home. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we all feel confident about this Eagles team. But like you said, John, there's no team that jumps out at you, kind of like Seattle did last year where you're like, wow, uh, I don't know if you could beat this team at their home or even just period. And uh, there's no team like that this year. And I think that both Green Bay and Philly are in the discussion. I I think, therefore, if this Eagles team can go on the road and look, the two, they've had three tough road games so far this season, Indy, Arizona, and San Francisco. And all three were extremely close games. Could have gone either way, obviously, only won the Indy game. But if they can find a way to go into Lambeau in freezing cold temperatures against the hottest quarterback and best quarterback in the NFL, a guy who's thrown... 20 touchdowns and two interceptions, I believe, over his last six games. Uh, you know, if they can go in and they can find a way to, to limit that offense, and uh, and I believe they can, this defense is is really playing at a high level, and can come out of Green Bay with a win, even if it's a close, ugly win, uh, you know, I don't see how you don't look at them as one of the two or three best teams in the conference without question. And yeah, I really do think the defense could. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, Aaron Rodgers, I just... He's, I don't, it's funny because we were talking to a lot of Packer fans this week, obviously. Brandon's doing a lot of back and forth on bleedinggreennation.com with the, you know, all the, all the questionnaires that you see with the other Packers fans. And 
I, I don't know. It's it's almost like uh, Aaron Rodgers is a foregone conclusion of like, oh yeah, he's the greatest. But here's who you really need to pay, be paying attention to. I, I I don't buy into that at all, Patrick. I mean, we fantasized about Aaron Rodgers being in on this Philadelphia Eagles team and just imagining the numbers he would put up on the offense. And I get excited, and then I go home and cry, and uh, you know all that good stuff. But I mean. You know, the, this defense really has to focus on getting pressure from guys like Benny Logan and Fletcher Cox and, uh, you know, Cedric Thornton. I think that's going to be the keystone there. Do you feel comfortable uh, blitzing Aaron Rodgers? Because you're going to pay for the mistakes uh, uh, when that happens. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be blitzing a ton. Um, but, yeah, I think you you nail it on the head. This is the game where the front three, when you're, when you're big guys, really have to win their battles and they have to get to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you have to blitz a little bit, obviously. Um, you have to be able to mix it up. Uh, for a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you have to be able to disguise your blitzes. Uh, you have to be able to uh, sort of change up what you're doing on him. Uh, but really, I think more than anything on defense, this is the kind of game where execution is going to be absolutely critical. I mean, this is a game where the cornerbacks have to bring it. I mean, we've been talking all season about uh, how Kerry Williams – you know, plays up and down or plays to his level of competition. If he's going to play to his level of competition this week, it's a good week for that because <laughs> yeah. we really need everybody to be at their best uh, to beat the best quarterback in football. It's that simple. Yeah, boy, oh boy, does that not, I mean, does that match up not seem friendly at all? <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're going to take two guys, BLG, uh, Jordan, Jordy Nelson and, and Cobb and, you know, whatever else they're kind of throw that Devonte Adams maybe even get some action in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, it's an obvious question that we kind of think about every week, but this is the, that's what scares me, I think, the most because if that you know the Eagles defensive line doesn't get there, it's going to be a really, really, really long day. Uh, are you feeling the same way with uh, Kerry and Fletch and all those guys? Absolutely. I mean, pressure is key here. You look at the Eagles defense and they rank. I think it was ninth overall and. Football Outsiders DVOA metric, and you look at that number, and you're like, okay, you know, the Eagles have a pretty good pass defense, and then you think back to the personnel, and it just doesn't match up, you know, because you have Carey and Nate, and and even Bradley Bradley Fletcher has played well in recent weeks, but you know, you, you go back to games where he had against like the Redskins, and he was just getting targeted on every play in the first half by Kirk Cousins. So far from a perfect secondary, uh, the pressure is what really makes them and on the other hand you have to give some credit for the to the secondary for allowing you know the 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 pressure to get there at times but yeah that's that's just a huge matchup and they're gonna have to get to him and if they don't you know it's really gonna make uh life that much rougher on the offense because it's gonna be a shootout and they're gonna have to score points yeah and mike um uh mike mike had said that on the reaction show too is just one of the different things that you know obviously it's the complete opposite of a carolina team who's slow and you know tall and lengthy and just kind of like move like molasses these guys move quick man and um i I really do think that you know we we say it we're so impressed with the special teams almost week in and week out um james is that do you think that is still the bigger factor here going into lambo is making sure or even getting you know a darren sproles touchdown again getting a block punt getting those turnovers, even though it's Mr. Not make a mistake back there. That is going to change the game regardless 
Um, do you think that they could possibly sneak another one out in this game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, when are people going to stop doubting this special teams? They could do it at any <laughs> point in any. I mean, you, Brandon just talked about DVOA. I mean, they're first in special teams in DVOA handily. I yeah, mean, they oh, are yeah. easily the best special teams in the league. Green Bay, I believe, is 15th or 17th in weighted DVOA, which is a, a better depiction of what's been happening recently. Um, they're, they're not good in the punt return game. They're not good in the kick return game. Uh, they're It's a serious, serious advantage for the Eagles on Sunday, as it is every week. Uh, you know, you can't talk about it enough. Chip Kelly talked about it today in his press conference, in his press conference, just that those those plays, those you know, changing of the field, uh, you know, not even just the touchdowns and the blocks, but just the fact that that you're you're making teams start with a long field, and and the Eagles have had shorter fields for the majority of the season is is such a big advantage in this league. With as Chip always says, it's tough to score points in this league, and any advantage you can have is a major advantage. And the special teams will be an advantage for the Eagles on Sunday. Will it be enough? I don't know, but. Uh, it's definitely going to be a big advantage. They have a big, you know, they're clearly a better special teams than the Packers are. So, yeah, I think that could certainly happen. And and if it does, I think it could be a big uh, factor in how the game plays out. Well, and if it's any indication of of the public's view of this is going to be a complete shootout, and it, I mean, uh, I could see that happening absolutely. Uh, it's going to really come. To, it might come down to the to the strong leg of Cody Parkey. I know Brandon Lee Gowton. Uh, has a 33-30 in an overtime sweater, and and it's uh, whoo, yeah. I mean, if if it's that type of game, and you come out with that, this will be complete euphoria. And speaking of special teams, and speaking of Cody Parkey, let's. Uh, I want to welcome in Matt Daring as well as he joins us now, uh, along on the Duncan Philly Hotline, your kicker and my kicker, and just a breath of fresh air right here in the city of Philadelphia, Mister Cody Parkey. Cody, how are you doing, man? Thanks for joining us on BGN Radio. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I, you know, first off, I mean, the special teams have just been phenomenal, and uh, you know, especially with the, your clutch kicking, uh, Darren Sproles being back there. How how nice is it really for a head coach to be so focused on special teams, and has that improved your game at all this season? I think it's I think it's huge because uh, you know uh, some people take it for granted, but Coach Coach Kelly really, I mean, takes it just as seriously as offensive defense. I think it shows. Uh, when we play on Sundays and, and Monday, whenever we play, that's uh, we shows. And I mean, it, it's big time for us. You know, we get good work in me, Donnie, and John throughout the week, and uh, just just showing uh, showing us how important it is. Really, really uh, helps us, you know, thrive thrive through uh, be perfect. Absolutely, and you know the the transition for you is really really quick. Like you, you came on all of a sudden. Uh, can you take us through the process of basically like how it felt that last week coming from Indianapolis? into Philadelphia, you're basically here for about a week, uh, and then you're launched into the final preseason game. What did that feel like? Did you did you and Alex Henry talk at all? Was it weird just kind of having, uh, you know, you guys look at one another and realizing, hey, one of us isn't going to be here anymore? You know what? It's just part of it's part of the, uh, you know, the job that we signed up to, you know, try to do is you got to compete with somebody. It's just about every year. And Alex was really nice to me. You know, he's an incredible guy. I wish him all the best. And, uh, I mean, he was, like I said, he's real nice to me. But, uh, you know, we went in and we kind of, I mean, we, we both knew that, you know, it's just going to be one of us. So there's no bad blood or anything, you know, it's just the way, uh, way the business works. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to be here and, uh, you know, I just want to keep, uh, keep helping us win games. 
Hey, Cody. Uh, so being a place kicker, it's tough. It's a tough spot at any level. Uh, and obviously, I think the fan base is ready for a change. Uh, does that make you feel sort of more pressure to succeed? Uh, or is it sort of more of a relief because people are just glad to have you on board? Uh, you know, I, I really don't look into it uh, and what anyone says. You know, I, I, I try to be the best I can be, you know, as a player, um, as a person in general. Um, so, you know, if, if they love me or, you know, whatever's going on, that's awesome. But I just go out there and uh, I, I try to do my job. My job is to make field goals and, uh, you know, I just need to continue to do that. Absolutely. Well, okay. So here's one. Uh, I sometimes have trouble staying focused. So why don't you tell me, what are you thinking about in the microseconds leading up to kicking a field goal? Is there like a song screaming in your head or are you more of a, like a cool placid lake? <laughs> um, it's more of a, just muscle memory. You know, I'll go out and practice and I'll do it so many times that it's just kind of second nature. So you go out there and you really don't think anything. You know, I, I do my routine, take three steps, pick a target, uh, get Donnie the nod, snap the ball and then kick it, you know, try to kick it through. That's a, uh, Really, all goes through my head. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I, I mean, if you you've been in some pretty big games while you were at Auburn, um, and I know that the SEC to a lot of us, especially the viewers, look it looks like a pro factory already. Um, is that environment that you were in much different now than you were in the NFL? You know, I played in front of just you know just about ninety thousand every game at Auburn. Um, so that's a lot. That's a lot of people. Uh, so you know, I, I think I have it has helped me you know, throughout throughout my college career, uh, build up for my NFL career and, and much pressure situations. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different feel. Uh, Philadelphia, our, our stadium gets loud. we got some great fans and, uh, and more power to them for, for being loud, uh, making it hard for the other team to hear. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a neat situation. And, uh, like I said, you know, we got some great fans and they continue to bring the noise and that makes it, I mean, that does make it a difference in the, even the kicking game, you know, uh, good kickers can, can sound it out sound out the noise, but, uh, you know, some people can't. Uh, so David Akers, he used to spend basically the whole game kicking to keep warm. Uh, what do you do when you're down on the sidelines? When I'm on the sidelines, I, I, I stretch, you know, I sit on the bench, uh, usually when the defense is out there and then once the offense gets the ball, I start stretching again. We pass the 50, I'll start warming up in the net and just, uh, just always staying warm for about four or five hours. So, uh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of kicking, a lot of swinging the leg and just staying ready. And, you know, even in the uh, during practice and all that stuff, what is it like to be around Donnie and, and Dern Boss? And what, is it, what else do you guys do when, you know, there's not a lot of activity going on? You know, uh, you know, those guys are awesome to be around. We have a great, you know, we have a great relationship. Not only do we love playing football, but we, I mean, we have a good time. Uh, we have a good time regardless. And that's what makes it a lot of fun for this team. You know, we're all, we all have a lot of fun playing the game. And uh, that's what it's all about. Going out there, winning games, that's fun. And uh, those guys have been awesome, man. Uh, since the day I got here, they really took me in. And, you know, they've been lights out. You know, I don't ever have to worry about the snap or the hold because I know Donnie and John are going to, you know, have it right there for me just to kick it through. Uh, so by my count, you have one tackle this year on Benny Cunningham in St. Louis. Uh, is that the hardest tackle you've had to make in your career? Uh, my first kickoff ever at Auburn, I had to make a game, uh, a game, uh, not a game, but a, a, a tackle before he was going to go house it in the, uh, Kind of shoelace them up, so that, I would say that that was my, that was my uh, most memorable tackle. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good welcome, huh? Yeah, no doubt. I know you were kind of hoteling it and and trying to find a spot here because everything happened so fast. Have you find it kind of settled into the city now? Are you roommates with anybody on the team, or are you just kind of out on your own? Yeah, you know, uh, I had a roommate for a little bit. He was on the practice squad. Unfortunately, he got released. Uh, but you know, I'm just I'm just living living it up. I got got my own place. And, uh, you know, me and the guys hang out. And, having a good time. 
so it seems like uh, from from following you guys on Twitter that some of the players are keeping the college rivalries al- uh, alive. Do you uh, do your part to rep Auburn? Uh, you and Evan Mathis ever get into it? Any fist fights or anything? No, nothing like that. I'm sure when we play, you know, we might uh, might have a few words back and forth, but it's all friendly, <laughs> you know. Uh, none of us are too crazy. Uh, there's there is some crazy fans out there, but uh, I think once you play in the game, it's just completely different uh, perspective. Uh, final question from us, uh, Cody. What what is it? Uh, what's your feelings going into Green Bay in such a historic stadium like Lambeau Field? Is there any added pressure there? Is there you know what's your overall feelings heading into Green Bay this week? Uh, my job stays the same. Uh, so I have to make my field goals, my extra points, execute on, on all my kickoffs, try to hit touchbacks. Uh, nothing's changed, you know. Sure, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll take a minute before the game to you know, take in the stadium, see how cool it is. But after that, it's all business and. Help us win the game. Awesome. Cody Parkey with the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you so much, my friend, for joining us right here on BGN Radio. Thanks. Awesome. Well, big thanks to to Cody for hanging out. And, um, of course, uh, thanks to uh, Matt Daring for uh, joining us along with that. Just a just straightforward guy uh, focused on kicking and it doesn't get any better than that. That's, uh, the, again, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, the uh, Duncan Philly Hotline. Obviously, not just for, you know, awesome Eagles players. We want to hear from you guys, too, so let's head to the phone. We want to hear from you. Call the Duncan Philly Anytime Hotline. Leave us a message, and we'll put you on the air. 267-245-6066. That's 267-245-6066. Or tweet your thoughts to us at BGN underscore radio. Hey, uh, my name's Lawrence, and I just had an idea about uh, the quarterback situation because Mark Sanchez hasn't really gone off yet, and uh makes things confusing with Nick Foles, who will be healthy after... Um, I think it's like six weeks now. Anyways, um, I was thinking maybe the the Eagles should perhaps try to go after Johnny Manziel. He's not really doing anything for the Browns. Anyways, tell me what you guys think about that. Have a good weekend. Wow. Uh, so Johnny Manziel, wow! Johnny Manziel, still in the uh, <laughs> still in the minds. I get. Here's the thing. I will say this. I get the logic. The Browns aren't really using them. They have a decision to make here. Um, but obviously, it's not like it's. It's the old CBA where they had to pay Johnny Manziel a, a crap load of money, and now they have to, you know, pick uh, one or the other. Or obviously, start the guy that they don't want. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I, I would not want Johnny Manziel, uh, despite the uh, you know the diehard uh, pre-draft love that Chip had for him. But yeah, you guys feeling the same way? No thanks to uh, Johnny Manziel. It's not even a no thanks thing. It's like, <laughs> look, if if we had Johnny Manziel, I'm sure you know Chip would be able to use him well and all that. But it's it's just such a. a there's zero chance of this happening. Literally zero. People. They just took him in the first round this year. I mean, yeah. it's just not happening. So it's one of those things, you know, and this isn't happening either. But, you know, at least when you talk about trading up to get Mariota or something, at least you can kind of maybe make some sort of sure. an argument for it. This is just, you know, zero chance. P. Wall, I don't even need to ask, right? You don't. <laughs> well, beautiful. I, Lawrence, I do appreciate you checking in, though. Anytime you have any questions. And if any of you have any questions, you know, feel free. The the anytime uh, Duncan Philly hotline is always open, 267-245-6066. Offensively, I know we, we talked in the beginning here just saying, yeah, they're probably going to make Mark Sanchez throw. Um, do you expect him to kind of feel his rhythm now? It seemed that, 
you know, he was dragging there for the first, maybe the first quarter into the second quarter. And as soon as he found Jordan Matthews for that touchdown, it seemed to kind of get, get things rolling here. Um, you know, I expected Sanchez to be less of, uh, of a rhythm quarterback, but I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe this is what that offense is in a nutshell is that you need that rhythm to kind of keep continuing to gain those confidence, uh, that you can keep moving down the field and scoring points. Um, do you, do you feel that's very, very important coming into this game? Sure. I mean, you want to establish a tempo and you want to establish a, a rhythm, um, especially in an offense where you're not huddling, where you're kind of just making instinctive decisions and, and trying to move the offense up the field. Insurance policy, or you talk about a security blanket for a quarterback, I mean, this team is just full of them. I mean, you have Jordan Matthews, who's clearly Mark Sanchez's favorite target on the team. He's a big, strong, physical receiver who gets good yak. Uh, and then you've also got Brent Selleck, who had his best game of the season. And that's to say nothing of, A, Zach Ertz, who had one catch uh, on Monday night, but is still a dynamic weapon and, and can really do a lot uh, mismatch-wise and also yards after the catch and, and things like that. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, Jeremy Macklin, who has, you know, on pace for a career year by far. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think if, if you're Mark Sanchez and your goal is to sort of run pace with the offense by feeding Jordan Matthews and then, uh, you know, getting the other guys involved – if you can do that with success, even if the running game isn't amazing, which I don't think any of us are really expecting at this point in the season, um, you know, I, I think you're going to have success. There's a lot of weapons on this team and a lot of guys who do uh, a lot of different things. So, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's encouraging. I mean, obviously, uh, you do a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, but, um, you know, if Mark Sanchez can eliminate mistakes, you know, he had that one near pick in the uh in the Panthers game that he got a little lucky with, but okay. you know, if you can, yeah, if you can learn from that and, you know, uh, get to the ball, get the ball to the guys that, you know, are reliable and, and are, are big, strong targets for you. Uh, you know, I think it spells success for Sanchez in the offense. Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to, I don't want to keep coming back to it, but BLG, I'm, I, I still am really worried about this run game situation here. I mean, is there anything else in your mind that that can get this going what's going to be the best spark for them to get the run game going is that is that the pass being able to work so maybe backs you know the uh the, the it forces the packers to kind of back off here is that's what's going to set up the run the best i think that helps i think definitely uh you know i think if the panthers knew mark sanchez was going to go out there and and perform how he did and looked as comfortable as he did you know maybe they're not so keen on on just completely selling out on the run, but that was their strategy and they had to stick with it. You know, I think moving forward, if Sanchez continues to to excel or at least be average through the air, I, I really think that forces defenses to be honest in that respect, you know, especially with him working the middle of the field there with Jordan Matthews and even Brent Selleck, which is still a revel, still amazes me how, how good Brent Selleck was the other so night. Good. But um, yeah, I really think, it's it's a boring answer, but they just have to execute better. They really do. I mean, they're getting – it's not just the offensive line, although that's a part. And even Jason Kelsey was disappointed after the game on Monday. He, he felt he did not have a good game, especially as a run blocker. But, you know, it's up to LaShawn McCoy too. I mean, he needs to make people miss. There were times at Monday, you know, where we had, he had his man one-on-one. You know, Shady's supposed to be a special talent. He needs to make the guy miss, you know. This isn't a backup where you're just asking them to get a couple yards. You got to make the guy miss. You got to get big plays. I mean, it's really to me, it's just an execution thing. I mean, even if they're bringing the extra guy, there were times last year where 
you know, they, they would face a loaded box or whatever. And they could still get the job done, but they're just not this year. I really think they just need to hone in on some of those things. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that we had saw, and I, I think Brandon had touched on just a little uh, side note from practice, Josh Huff also taking snaps at the running back position. I think, obviously, I think that's more of a, um, you know, an emergency situation uh, in, in case everybody goes, anybody else goes down. But um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Is that kind of like a, you think the, the taser roll might be uh, eventually peaking its peeking his head through here, James, would you feel comfortable with uh, Josh Huff taking a few snaps in the backfield? I, I don't think, I, I think it's what you said before. I think yeah. this is a non, I think this is a non-issue. I really do. I think Trey Burton's taking snaps. I think it's just something where if three guys go down and you need a running back, Huff's going to be the guy, but no, I mean, maybe they have a, a player too where they, you know, swing him back on reverse or, or something like that, but no, Josh Huff is not going to be running the ball. Well, stop ruining it, my unless fantasy injuries. dreams. Yeah. Well, unless, <laughs> unless injuries uh, play a role. Well, yeah. how about like a reverse or something? Maybe, you know. That's right. Yeah, that's thing. what I said. I could see, I could yeah. totally see them throwing a reverse or yeah. some sort of, you know, play in there where there's a, an option where Huff takes it, you know, actually gets a handoff, but he's not going to be back there, you know. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's one of the things too, not just with Huff, um, it's something that they, obviously they scored a touchdown on it. I think the misdirection Stuff needs to start happening a little more. I know a lot of us called for that early on when it wasn't working. Um, I, I really think that's another key to this because, you know, you get guys going one way and then it's a counter the other. That's especially with the with the speed and all that stuff. Go yeah, ahead, I, think that, I think that's a great point in the sense that when we have seen running success this season, the few games where they've run the ball well, we've seen a lot of those counters and a lot of that misdirection where you make it look you're all going to the right side and all of a sudden Sproles or Shady's dashing off to the left. I totally agree with you, John. I think that's something we need to see more of and I think can be something that will work and, and has worked when they've done it. Uh, but, you know, like you said, we haven't seen a ton of it. Yeah, especially when you when they play at the speed and the pace that of all that. And, you know, they're so used to things flowing one way and then all of a sudden, bang, and it's, you know, it's open for a big game there. But uh, uh, still waiting on uh, Leslie Matthews here where we're not sure if she's going to be able to join us. But uh, let that not stop us from getting to the NFL picks. Hit me! It's time to ring the bell. And play some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. to brag oh wait yes i am uh ding 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 three in a row is uh i took it last week it doesn't happen often so i gotta boast every now and again to ring the bells and uh the the one pick of the week worked out for me and uh with that uh, let's get into week 11 here gentlemen blg uh where are we going first in the nfl world we are taking the eagles <laughs> oh my goodness holy cow no way, way. <laughs> you Shocker. <laughs> the Eagles are plus six. They're six point underdogs on the road. They are three and one in their last four road games against the spread. They are seven and three in their last 10 road games against the spread and straight up. Uh, I really think this is going to come down to the wire. Even if you do not have the Eagles winning in this one, I feel like they can keep it within like a field goals range. I have to take the Eagles with the points. I, like I dare you to ring the bell. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I can ring the bell because I, t- I do like, I actually think that line might bump up to seven by the time we're at game time here. So 
Yeah, no, I, I, no, I like that. I think they keep it pretty close here, but we'll get into the major predictions in just a little bit. James Zeltzer, where are we heading to next, my friend? Let's uh, head down to Carolina with the Ooh. awful Panthers who we just watched play. Uh, the line came out originally as Carolina minus two. It has since gone to Atlanta minus one. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow that trend there. I think the Falcons win this game outright, and I think they win it by more than a point. Uh, I think the Panthers are just a bad football team right now. I think we all saw that Cam is not a 100% healthy. And most importantly, I think what we saw is that the Panthers just don't have a pass rush right now. And the best way to beat this Falcons team right now is to go after that beat up, you know, depleted offensive line where they only, where they've lost four starters over the course of the season. So I don't think the Panthers will be able to do that. I think the patchwork line will hold up. And I think a bad Falcons team beats a bad Panthers team. Absolutely, buddy. I think there's uh, in some spots that that's gone to a pick them too. So, um, I, yeah, I love the Falcons this week. And I love Matt Ryan, by the way. If you want to listen to uh, This Week in Fantasy, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, Patrick Wall, where are we heading to next, my friend? I tell you what, we're going to go to the uh, primetime game this week. I want to take us to uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, my goodness. I know. Don't do it. The, don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. Just well, do it. I, John, I live to give you a reason to ring the bell. So, you, might, you might get a double ring here, depending on where you go. This is great radio, you guys. Yep. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I'm taking the Patriots outright. Oh, okay. Terrible radio. I take that back. <laughs> Such a buildup, and we just gave it, we gave the entire audience blue balls. So we all like the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I love that pick. I would uh, advise all my clients. Uh, yeah, I think that's a I, that's that's just a generic, you know, home line. So yeah, I I think the Patriots are gonna roll roll them, and you know. Uh, you're going to have the garbage touchdown time of the Indianapolis Colts at the end of the game. It won't look, look so bad, but it'll it'll be pretty bad. Um, I, my friends, uh, man, I, it's is uh, we're going to put the balls up on the table a little bit here. Um, I am going to roll with our hated Washington football team rivals as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get a bye week. RG three maybe has uh, some of that rust lifted off his knee, and uh, rolls in this one. I'm going to take Washington minus seven at home against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, uh, wrapping up the NFL picks, obviously always fun, but more importantly, and I think we know which way BLG's going, but let's find out the official word on his prediction. Eagles, Packers, who do you have, my friend? I think it's going to be a really enjoyable game. Obviously, this is a, a big NFC implication game. The Eagles actually can nearly double their chances of getting a first round bye if they win this game. It, it goes up something like 27%. So this is just a huge game if they can win this game. And how fun would it be on Monday for you to go into work or wherever and just say, Holy hey, man, God. Mark Sanchez just outdueled Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, I'm 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 not wearing pants the whole day. That's because then they're going to ask me why, and I'll just have, I'll have a picture of Mark Sanchez right there. Say bang, that's why. James, uh, your predictions on the uh, final uh, score? I don't even know what to say after that one. <laughs> just the the, me- the mental image of you walking around with a Sanchez fathead or something in that area. So. <laughs> That's 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 really something to think about there. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I've been struggling with this because everything in me says, you know, how did the Eagles go there? How can they win in Lambeau? How can they beat Aaron Rodgers? This guy's playing at the highest level of anyone in the league, maybe at any position right now. And yet, you know what, John? 
I'm going to pick the Eagles. There's something inside oh, me telling me the Eagles are going to do it. I don't know why. I don't know how. And I, I honestly, I swear to God, I, I came into this podcast even up until five minutes ago thinking I was going to pick the Packers. And <laughs> I, I was. And, and you know what? I just... I don't love that everyone thinks the Packers are going to win. I don't love that people are like, how is this team going to be able to go in there and beat Aaron Rodgers? Screw that. They can go in there and beat Aaron Rodgers. This defense is playing at a super high level right now. Uh, outside of Aaron Rodgers, you know, they've got skill players, Jordy Randall, Clay Matthews. But on the whole, the Eagles are a better football team than the Packers. If you look at the entirety of the roster, you look at all three phases of the game, they're a better team. They can go in there and win. They just need to go execute, like Brandon said. And I think they do it. I think they find a way to come out. I'm going to give it a – I think it's super close, like Brandon. I'm going to go 27-24. Birds. Patrick Wall, your final prediction. James, you're going to make me that guy. I blame you. <laughs> when, when we did our preview show for the Giants game, I said if the Eagles win this game, it will break some of the narrative of years we of years past. In that, the Eagles uh, would then beat a hot team in a game that a lot of people weren't giving them a lot of credit for. This game reminds me of uh, the Saints in 06, which is kind of a weird thing, but let me walk you through it. I think if the <laughs> Eagles want to show that they are for real and that Chip Kelly and this Eagles team are, are capable of winning not only this year, but in the future, I think if they win this game, it's a huge statement. I think if they win, you cannot deny that the Eagles are in the top tier of teams. I'm talking up there with the Broncos, with the Pats, with whoever else you want to put up there. If they win this game, that's where they are. That said, <laughs> I don't have them winning. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to do You're walking us up the mountain. Yeah, we you're saw gonna that coming. The, you're like yeah. Moses in the night, and then all of a sudden you're just coming right back down. All right, how's it going to end? I got this I got this one, a close one, like BLG. Uh, I, I think it's going uh, to be a duel. I think the Packers are going to pull away late. Uh, I think it's going to be something to the tune of 35-27, something like that. Wonderful, wonderful. Great, grand. Uh, you know, I threw him under the bus, but um, got to say I'm not feeling this one either. Come on! <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to do that. I knew it. I um, Look, I've said all week that when the line came out, at five, I thought I saw one at, you know, like minus seven for the Packers and all that stuff. It went down to five and a half. Or I read it wrong or whatever, but... Listen, guys, Lambeau is a really tough place to play. And I I think that was shown, you know, when you could barely beat Scott Tolzien from last year. Um, Granted, it was it was still a tough, gutty win. I think the game is actually going to be more in that pocket. I don't think the uh, I don't know what the over is, but I I, I look at it like a 24, 21 type of uh, type of ball game here. I don't think there's going to be a humongous explosion. If there is, it's going to be a blowout on either side. Um, I, I, I don't I don't think that the offenses are going to move as as quickly and as fast as we think they are. And again, I agree with James. I don't think Green Bay is that much of a complete team. I do think that the Eagles are a, are a better complete team. I just think something stupid is going to happen. Something dumb is going to happen. Like, you know, San Francisco, Arizona-esque here. Um, and it's just going to be one of those things that you're, we're going to hang our heads on and be like, that, that, that could have been ours. But the good thing is I'd rather lose it now than in the playoffs. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 28, 21, 
uh, and it's a loss, and it's going to come down to the final drive, and it just doesn't happen, and then we all want to, you know, fire Mark Sanchez or whatever and go look for the next quarterback. Um, but I, I hope it ends differently for sure. I mean, I, I, just like we've been saying, I hope this ends in a win, and we can uh, we can all celebrate here. Well, um, our apologies to Leslie Matthews. I think we've run out of time, but I've just gotten word actually that we will be speaking to her tomorrow, so it'll be a little bonus. BGN Radios will sit down with her and uh, pick her brain about uh, Casey Matthews and uh, Clay Matthews and being pretty much the ultimate football mom and uh, talk about some projects that she's involved uh, with Riddell because uh, she's got some great uh, great things going on with youth football programs. But with that said, we uh, we thank you so much for joining us right here on BGN Radio. For uh, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton, for James Zelter and Patrick Wall, I am John Barchard. Thank you so much for listening to us right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Mm-hmm.